Welcome back to the most important meal of the day, the Bible breakfast. I am so thankful that God hits the reset button every day. Every day we have a chance to do things differently over and over and over again. <laughs> Whether that's being less lazy, being a little more patient, getting closer to my goals, or maybe just maybe not spending another day worried about things I can't control. <laughs> that would be a very rare sight. I think worrying about things can be super addictive sometimes. Like I've seen people in my life when there's no drama going on, they're like upset about it. <laughs> like, wow, I really have nothing to be upset about or worried about. It's almost like we create things sometimes. I know I don't. I, I try to run from worry as much as I can, <laughs> but I do think it can be addictive. I think it can be really hard to shake. It's almost like our flesh loves to worry. I think because because for some reason we feel that worrying about it, we can somehow come up with a solution in our heads or worrying about it enough will give us some sort of control over it. I can't say I haven't done something similar in my mind. Sometimes I wake up and I'll be like, what is there to worry about today? <laughs> I have totally been there more often than I'm making it seem. <laughs> and sometimes worrying is out of control. I don't know about my anxious, nervous wrecks out there listening to me right now. Tell me there's nothing worse than you telling somebody something you're worried about and they're like, just stop thinking about it. Well, I would if I could. <laughs> and then our Christian friends, if you have any of those, will give us a verse like, cast your anxieties on him. And... <laughs> Sometimes that verse ain't verse and worry has taken the driver's seat of my life since I was 19 years old. I would be completely lying to you if I told you that I stopped worrying once I believed in Jesus because that would be the biggest lie ever. <laughs> Although I don't believe it's possible to get rid of worrying altogether no matter where you are at your walk with Jesus because we are in this anxious freaked out little body <laughs> that wants to worry. But I will say for the last few months I have curbed my worry dramatically by doing these two things. One, giving it to God. Before you roll your eyes at me, genuinely ask yourself, when you're worried about something and you say, God, please take this from me. I'm casting my anxieties on you, God. Take my anxieties. I'm casting them on you. Take them from me, Lord, because I, I'm freaking out and I don't know what's going to happen next. Please just help me stop worrying about this one specific thing so I can move on with my life. What do you do after you pray that? I'll tell you, when I prayed this and it didn't work, those were the times that I gave it to God. And then I got back on my couch or I went on with my day and I continue to worry about it. And I continue to try to solve it in my head. And I continue trying to find a resolution for it that would take away my worry. And what I did in that moment and what you are doing in that moment when you do that is you're giving it to God and you're pulling it right back out of his hands. You're like, God, take it from me. Never mind. I want it back. I'll figure it out. That's basically what we're doing when we do that. If I gave it to God, why am I still trying to figure it out on my own? God made us a lot of promises in this love letter that he left us called the Bible. This love letter a lot of us don't want to read. One of the biggest promises ever that he made is that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. But he also promised that he's with you in Isaiah 41.10, that he will strengthen you, that he will help you, and that he'll uphold you with his right hand. And I definitely said that in my last podcast. <laughs> he said in Deuteronomy 31.8, I will never leave you nor forsake you, that he also knows the plans he has for your life and that they're for good not for disaster, to give you a future and to give you a hope. And in Isaiah 26, 3, that you will be in perfect peace when your mind stays on him and trusts in him. Are we really giving this worry to God with the complete faith and trust 
that he's going to take it and he's going to figure it out and that it will be handled and that all we have to do is be still? Or are we giving the story to God and immediately taking it back because we know better and we can do better? You realize how ridiculous that sounds. <laughs> this is what we do. I'm not, I'm not laughing because I don't do it. I'm laughing because I, I do it all the time. And doing this specific podcast episode right now is really just making me go, wow, he really has it figured all out for us if you were chosen by Jesus. Like you are sitting so comfy. He knows exactly where he's going to take you. He knows exactly what's going to happen before it's going to happen. Like we really have not, this isn't, I wasn't, wasn't planning to go acapella here, but I, I just, he's really got us in his right hand. When you pray, are you trusting that you no longer need to worry? Because he said it 365 times, I think more than that. So there's one for every day of the year that you do not need to fear. I think he made that abundantly clear. And it's not easy. It's not easy to just say, hey, don't be afraid. Hey, don't worry about what's going to happen with that. Trust me. This is coming from somebody that fear has taken the driver's seat of my life for longer than I can remember. Give God your list of worries. And if there's too many to even think of, get out a pen and paper and write them all down. I've written all mine down and I give him my list every single morning. And I have full peace and faith that once I give it to him, I really don't have to worry about it anymore because it couldn't be in better hands. It's not good in my hands. I don't know about you, but I everything that is in my control, not good. <laughs> and guys, after you give him these worries, these things that are going back and forth in your mind, taking up so much space, follow it up with what he left us in Philippians. Think about things that are excellent and things worthy of praise. Replace your worries, replace your fears with things that you can be thankful for, things that you have right now, so many things to be thankful for. Just focusing on what's to come after we leave here, which brings me to number two. Let the Holy Spirit renew your mind. I don't know if you knew the Holy Spirit could do that, but this has been one of the most thankful things. One of the things I'm most thankful for that the Holy Spirit has done for me is literally create new pathways in my mind because I had such a terrible thinking pattern. The same Holy Spirit that lives in me and the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead three days after he took the cross lives in you. Now, I didn't just sit back and this happened. It took partnership. It took turning from the things that strengthen my flesh, turning from those things and turning to what would strengthen the Holy Spirit that lives in me so that I can walk through storms that needed to be walked through. That's why Paul says, rejoice in hard times. Rejoice because the Spirit is at work in you. So when hard times come, we don't run to the things of this world. We don't run to weed or nicotine to numb the pain until the storm is over. That's how the world does it. We don't run to the nearest grocery store to go down the alcohol aisle and find something that's going to get us through the night. When we fight, we fight on our knees. And not only will the Holy Spirit walk with you hand in hand through your biggest storm, trouble of all kinds. I, I could tell you it's been three years, but it has been the most chaotic three years of my life. It's been the most chaotic three years full of storms, but it's been three years full of growth and storms. I think God was like, we need to walk through this because that's the only way we're going to get rid of this in your life. Have a great day and kick fear out of the driver's seat. I haven't noticed by now. He's a very bad driver. Thank you for coming for the most important meal today. <laughs> See you guys. Okay.